0: Hello everyone, I'm Richard Roberts and welcome to Expect a Miracle Podcast. So glad you could join me today. My father, Oral Roberts, taught me about using my hand concerning the five offices of the church. And he likened those five offices to your fingers. First, your thumb, the apostle, the base of your hand. Next, your forefinger or the finger that you used to point with representing the prophet, or the prophet that points the way. Then the middle finger, the, the it represents the evangelist. Notice that that finger is longer because it's reaching out to the lost. And then the next finger is what we commonly call the ring finger, where where I'm wearing my wedding ring. That's the pastor, who's forever married to the church. And the little finger. That's Kenneth Copeland, that's the the little picky teacher who picks at the word of God and teaches the word of God. So you have the apostle, the pastor, the uh, prophet, excuse me, uh, evangelist, pastor and teacher. And I have today a consummate pastor, a longtime friend from St. Louis, Missouri, pastor of Church on the Rock, my good friend, David Blood. David, God bless you and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Richard. What an honor to be with you today. I'm just thankful that we can get together on this beautiful, warm day. (laughs) Well, as we're making this, we've had a
0: a blizzard in St. Louis, as well as here in Tulsa where I live. David, give me just a little bit of an idea of how you got started out in ministry.
1: Okay, well, you know, Richard here at Church on the Rock, you know, we came here 37 years ago and uh, planted the church with 35 people. So we went to uh, college at uh, Southwestern University and walked Sahatchee, Texas. Mm-hmm. And that's where we went to school, got out. And then we, uh, you know, different ministries, youth pastor, associate pastor, but came and planted Church on the Rock 37 years ago here in St. Louis.
0: 37 years ago. Yeah. What, what has been your experience in St. Louis? Were we, were, are you native to St. Louis area?
1: No, Richard, we're from Iowa originally. Kim and I, we grew up around Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. And uh, we just, uh, the Lord led us here through friends and different people uh, 37 years ago. And uh, we came and planted, we wanted a uh, Mm -hmm. um, non-denominational, diverse um, word of faith, charismatic, whatever term you want to call it, 37 years ago, and planted Church on the Rock. And it's been wonderful, Richard. I'm thankful.
0: Did you have any idea how to do it? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share some of those early experiences of, of maybe uh, successes and failures and how you tried
1: things and it worked and it didn't work? <laughs> Richard, I still don't know how to do it. I just, you know, I, I think, what is it? We're lifelong learners. Yes. We're lifelong learners. And so, you know, you start out, you think you know everything and the older you get, John Osteen used to tell me the less you know.
0: Yes. Well, that's certainly yeah. true, certainly true in my life. Is, are there any particular experiences that you had in the early stages that you could relate to people today? Because people, uh, people are going through things right now.
1: Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Uh, there's never been a time like this before. Um, and starting out 37 years ago, uh, when we planted the church, Richard, uh, Kim was pregnant with my youngest son, mm-hmm. and his name is Steven. And he was born premature, and we just planted the church. The church was like a few weeks old, and uh, Kim had to be rushed to the hospital, and Stephen was born premature. And the doctor told me, don't even worry about giving him a name. He won't make it through the night. not going to live. And uh, so, but God, but God. And uh, long story short, God did a miracle right there at the very beginning when they didn't expect my youngest son to live, God did a miracle. And today he's in the ministry here on staff, working in the youth department.
0: Now, David, this brings up a really interesting question to me. Uh, What do you say to someone right now who's experiencing what you experienced, where they've been told that the diagnosis is uh, irreparable, it can't be changed, there's no way, there's no way out, no way for a miracle. What would you say, based on your own experience, what would you say to someone today?
1: Well, I let them know that uh, a man can only go so far. A man is limited, but with God, all things are possible. Mm. But with God, he's a miracle-working God. He did miracles yesterday, today, and forever. And I would encourage them to believe. I would, I would give them, as a pastor, I would give them resources and environment and a support system to build their faith, to encourage them to believe God for a miracle and not give up.
0: In the early, those early days, David, when you were starting... And The reason I'm asking this is because there there are men and women today who feel a call of God to begin a church, but they really don't know how. how. How are you able to believe God for the money? How could you get the finances to start and to
1: maintain? Wow. That is a great question. And seriously, Richard, I was of a certain denomination. Kim was too. We went to a denominational college. But when we got out and we were youth pastors, in Ames, Iowa. That's where mm-hmm. Iowa State University East. is. And we were, we were uh, youth pastors there. And um, somebody in the church paid our way to go to Oral Roberts University mm-hmm. and sit in on a session with Oral Roberts. He was teaching on seed, time, and harvest. Do you remember what year that was? You know, I think that was 78.
0: Oh, then I was there. <laughs> I'm sure I was in that session. <laughs> you
1: know, and Richard, it wasn't the Maybe Center. It was in one of the other buildings. Yes. And, you know, it was awesome because your dad, we were sitting in uh, the student's uh, desk, and your dad was just sitting on a desk with his legs up on the seat, just sitting there talking to all of us mm-hmm. about the power and the miracle of seed faith. hmm absolutely changed our life. How did it how did it change your life? And in what what particular ways? It changed our life in the way of our perspective. Our paradigm was shifted, that God was a good God, that God uh, wanted to do good things for us and that uh, we could plant a seed and that would build our expectation to believe God for a miracle for a harvest. I mean it was Totally different, Richard, than the way we were raised. Thank Mm -hmm. God for the way we were raised. Thank God for those things. But seriously, when we went, you're asking me how we started Church on the Rock. It was uh, seed time and harvest, Mm -hmm. planting seeds, sowing seeds. Uh, along the way for breakthroughs and miracles. How did you get that
0: message through to people? Because there are a lot of people who are not convinced that God is a good God. They think (laughs) that God is a God of punishment, of vengeance, of judgment. I'm uh, waiting up there in heaven for you to make a mistake so he can whip you and say, I knew you were no good. I I knew you couldn't, I couldn't count on you. How do you get across a message of God is a good God? He really is.
1: He really is a good God. And I think when we came 37 years ago, and we met with those 35 people in the library. We just shared the vision. We shared, you know what God had put in our heart, the kind of God that we serve, that He's a good God, that God is for you. And that's kind of our phrase all these years, Richard, and we, we end all of our programs with, "God is for you." Mm-hmm. We end every service by letting people know God's not against you, God's not uh, out to hurt you. God is a good God and God is for you. So I think we shared that at the very beginning with those people cast a vision and that attracted the people who wanted that, you know, naturally to us.
0: Mm. You were talking earlier before we went on the air, you were talking about my father's book, uh, uh, the Miracle of Seed Faith, which in the hands of millions of people around the world. What is it about the seed faith principles, which you spoke of a moment ago? What is it about that that really turned you on spiritually? And how are you able to communicate that
1: so you could build a church? Well, you know, Richard, I was kind of raised in a great church, but was the philosophy of whatever will be, will be. yeah, And whatever happens is God's will. So just, just accept it and put up with it. And, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. I had to be the Holy Spirit using different people in my life, you know. Uh, and I just realized that that's not the kind of God I want to serve. That's not the kind of, that's not the picture I see the God to be. The God that I see, will that's the God that he'll be. The God that I see, that's the God that he'll be. And I saw him as a good God. And in the book, and we were down there in that session with your father. I, it just clicked because I found out, you know, I can do something about my life. I can change it. I, I've got something to do with what's going on. God's put within my hands um, tools, opportunities, seeds, a miracle in my house mm-hmm. to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can have high expectation. I can believe for big things because I have a big gut. It absolutely changed my life.
0: Well, even in the midst of that, though, I'm sure you, like me, have faced disappointments. Oh you have goodness. faced uh, things that have come against you. You've probably faced some type of opposition. How have you just stood up and, and stood up to it, I should say? How, how have you been able to maintain, even though there may be uh, forces that are coming against you?
1: Yeah, I think it's that daily walk with the Lord, Richard. I think it's that daily quiet time. Let's uh, come apart lest you come apart. You know, Come apart and be with the Lord. Are you going to come apart? Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think it's so important, my daily walk with God, out of that, Marilyn Hickey tells you, tells me, you know, out of our daily quiet time flows our ministry. So if my quiet time is suffering, my life is suffering. (laughs) I think it all goes back to the basics of my daily quiet time with God. That's where I get the strength. That's where I get the revelation, the wisdom, the inspiration.
0: Uh I've asked this question to several people recently on this podcast. I'll take you back now, 37 years ago, to the starting of the church in St. Louis. What do you wish you had known then that you know now?
1: Oh, My goodness, your <laughs> podcast isn't that that's, long. That's
0: kind of a tough question, David.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You know, I I, I wish that um, I wish that I could have the mindset I have now with the body I had then. <laughs> that's that makes two of us. Uh, there, yeah. there, there are things at seventy-two
0: that I'm not able to do like I could when I was twenty-two.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, really, Richard. It's seriously, you know, we think we know everything. I thought I knew everything. I thought I was ready for anything. And you know, life, you know, life's hard. Life's full of obstacles and giants, and it comes and against you all the time. But isn't that how we know we're in the promised land? That's where the giants are. That's right. the giants are in the promised land. So, you know, faith always does the hard thing. Faith doesn't look for the easy way. Faith always does the hard thing. And uh, opposition, obstacles, giants, it's a part, it's a part, it's a part of life. It's a part of the Christian life. So I think it's going deep with God, getting to know God, getting close to God. A daily quiet time of God being still and knowing that he's God gives us the strength to face what you and I and everyone listening face every day.
0: Well, my father taught me, David, that um, if it doesn't kill you, it'll make you better. Now, <laughs> I didn't like to hear those words very much. Uh, I I wasn't too thrilled when he said that to me because I've, I've faced lots of difficulties in my life and I've overcome lots of things. And I feel like I've been kind of like that rubber, rubber ball that you hold under water, but when you let it go, it releases and it comes back up through the water. And there have been a lot of things in my life that have seemed to come in an attempt to kill me and to take me out, but they've never been successful because I have done what you said. I've risen up on the inside and say, no devil. Right. No, you're not going to have this in my life. Is that an approach you have taken, or is there some other approach?
1: That's it, Richard. we got to rise up. we got to bounce back. We've got to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. we got to take our authority, don't we? Yeah. And we've got to face, face it face to face. And, I, I, again, I like to say faith does the hard thing. Yeah. You know, I think of uh, when Paul was shipwrecked, and the yes. apostle Paul, and he, was, he had a destiny. He had, had a purpose. God had a plan for his life. But what happened? He was shipwrecked and, you know, they were in the water. And what did he do? Faith swims to the shore. Yes. Then he got to the shore and there was barbarians there. There was uh, natives there that didn't want them there and they were cold. What does faith do? It doesn't give up. Faith builds a fire. Faith does the hard thing.
0: And then the snake came out of the woodwork and yet he just shook it off and they thought he was dead. They're going yeah. to die. But right. after a while, the Bible says they found out that he was a man of God. Well, yeah. if you just, if you just keep showing up. Yes. I had a man who said to me, if you just keep showing up, you just wear the devil out. You wear your enemies out. You just don't take no for an answer. If you were speaking to a young man or a young woman today who felt a call of God to begin their own ministry or to start their own church like you did, Uh, What would you say to them based on these 37 years of experience?
1: I would say to them, it's very important who you're, you've surrounded yourself with. It's very important who your inner circle is. It's very important who, um, speaking into your life, you know, that's so important at the beginning, if you're launching out with a new church plant or whatever, it's important you have the right people around you speaking the right thing into you. You know, years ago, Richard, I asked uh, Dr. Roy Hicks. He was on my board. And I asked Dr. Hicks, I said, Who's the greatest pastor in America? I said, I don't want to know who has the largest church, uh, greatest charisma. I want to be a pastor's pastor. Who's the greatest pastor? Because I was going through a time of struggling, kind of plateaued uh, in the ministry. And he said to me, John Osteen. He said, John Osteen is the greatest at that time, in his opinion. And so, uh, what did I do? You know, I went out because we had kind of plateaued with the church. I knew there were things I was missing. I didn't know what I didn't know, like you said earlier. Yeah, and and so I went out and got all of uh, uh, Pastor Oseen's cassette tapes. Y'all yes. remember when there was oh, cassette tapes? Very well. <laughs> I used to and, listen to them too. Yeah, I got all of his books, and I just I just saturated myself with his spirit. You know, it's contagious. And then one day, out of the blue. Out of the blue, nobody knew that I wanted to meet John Osteen, but uh Jimmy Hester. Remember Jimmy Hester? Sure, sure. Yeah, Jimmy was a good friend. He called me up and he said, Hey, I'm gonna go see John Osteen tomorrow. You wanna come go with me? Wow, divine appointment. And so I said, Yeah. So we went down, visited him, and that started a, a lifelong relationship with Pastor Osteen. I have his pulpit today in my church and ordained through him. What I'm saying is, I wanted to improve, to grow, to change. So I wanted to be around the right people to help me make the right decisions at that stage, whether it's at the beginning or whether you've done it for several years.
0: Well, you may not know this, David, but John was a great mentor to me as well. Uh, John took me under his wing right after Lindsay and I got married back in 1980 and he would bring me down to preach for him. I devoured his books and his tapes, just like you did. And I preached his message. He would call me and he would say, stop stealing my sermons. And I said, John, I'm going to preach every sermon that you have preached. And I'm not going to give you one ounce of credit. And he started to laugh. He said, yeah, you learned that from your dad, didn't you? I said, that's right. That's right. He's, he, my dad taught me no one has a corner on truth. If it's, if, if it's good and you can preach it, then preach it. But John was a tremendous blessing. I helped put uh, Joel through school. I, 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 Lisa and April, all the Osteen family been very close. As a matter of fact, Joel is coming on this podcast uh, in a few weeks from now. Uh, And uh, we've been friends for many, many years. What, what is, what's next in the future for you, David? What's coming next? What do you see in the future for you, for your ministry? And what do you see happening in the world today?
1: You know, I see for 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 our ministry here and for anyone in ministry, uh, we're declaring that this is going to be our best year and our most productive year of our life and our ministry. I believe our greatest days are ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I believe the, the future is bright. Jesus said, look up. And so that's an attitude. That's a posture. That's a mindset. We have a growth mindset. So I believe, Richard, that our greatest days are ahead if we'll seize the opportunities if we'll look for those up, your dad said miracles are coming towards you or passing you by every day. I believe that.
0: Reach out and, and so, grab
1: one. <laughs> right. And so it's getting darker, but we're getting brighter. Well, and the we're sin uh, bounds, grace, much more about
0: That's exactly, that's the scripture I was about, about to quote based on what you just said. Uh, I, you notice that in the ark that Noah built, God only allowed him to put windows at the top. So he couldn't look at the destruction. He could only look up. And I think that's what I hear you saying. No matter what it looks like, I also believe that our best days are ahead. And uh, I I have the strength and I have the anointing to do what God has called me to do. No matter what anybody says, no matter what there may be a circumstance that comes against me, because I've made a faith decision. And you're so right. Our faith plays such an integral part of this. Uh, Without faith, it's impossible to please him, and I want to be pleasing to God. David, I'm so grateful that you would come on uh, this podcast today. I know there are people throughout the St. Louis area that uh, are in touch with you on a weekly basis in the church. And of course, I've ministered for you. Lindsay's ministered for you. And we love you and your dear wife, Kim, and all of your family. But would you pray right now? not just for anyone who's in ministry, but for anyone watching right now, who's facing a specific need, not could be spiritual, it might be physical or financial or emotional or in some other area of their life. Would you just pray right now as we bring this to a close?
1: You know, Richard, it'd be a privilege. If you don't mind, could I just add one thing? Absolutely. That you you asked me, you know, earlier at the beginning when we started the ministry, um, one thing I wish I would have known One of the things you gave me revelation on when you were here one time, and after we after you taught, we went back and had some refreshments. And I said to you, I said, Richard, what has been the greatest price that you've had to pay for the ministry and the calling and the destiny upon your life? What has been the greatest price? Because there's always a price for the prize. Right. There's no success without sacrifice. And I asked you, I said, Richard, and you blew me away, Richard. I didn't expect this. I said, what's the greatest price? I mean, Richard, your family, the heritage, the legacy, your ministry, uh, your platform, what's been your greatest price? And do you remember what you told me? Remind me. (laughs) You said the greatest price. This is so powerful. And maybe it was just for me that night. But you said forgiveness. You said forgiveness. You said, learning to forgive and let it go and let it drop. That impacted my life.
0: Well, it sounds like
1: me. (laughs) So if I go back, Richard, to the very beginning, uh, you know, and things that were happening, like you said, somebody said, when you feel like hell, don't preach it. (laughs) And then, well, Richard, in the early years, I did that a lot. Yeah, also, uh,
0: if if you're going through hell, don't stop. Uh, David, David, just before you pray, uh, now that you remind me, I do recall saying that and I I think I also told you that night that one of the great secrets of my life has been to learn how to forgive.
1: That was it. Because
0: Jesus said, if you don't forgive, neither will I forgive you. My wife, Lindsay, says that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Uh, Unforgiveness will do nothing to them, but it'll kill you. And I think that's one of the great secrets of my life. Uh, and the longevity that I've had is I've learned how to forgive and let people go and give them to God. Because if I could have handled them, I would have already handled them. <laughs> so i got to give them to God because only God can only God can handle some of those folks out there. Yeah. <laughs> would you pray, David?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, Richard, so many people are being hurt
0: and yes. have been hurt during right.
1: COVID. So many people, you know, at the very beginning, I get yelled at for going to the grocery store without my mask. Yeah. Or you get yelled at. You went out the wrong way. You came in the wrong way. You know, so many people have been offended, have been hurt, have been bruised. And they're walking right now through COVID, you know, really suffering through that hurt and that offense and what's happened to them. So I think today, I think what God's doing right here with you and me, I think it's ministering to people right now that God can help them forgive. Yes. God can help them, like in your life, in my life, God can help them let it go, let it drop, move on. In, in Jesus name. so Father, we come to you right now. I thank you for Richard, I thank you for Lindsay, their family, their ministry. I thank you for the call on their life and what they mean to the blunt family and church on the rock and the world, Father, I thank you so much. I thank you right now that we can come in agreement and we can pray right now. We pray for those right now that are hurting, that are bruised, that are broken, that that God, whatever it might be emotionally, it might be physically, relationally, wherever. Financially, God, we just release your healing anointing. God, we release restoration. We release your peace, your comfort, and your hope, God, into their life right now. Touch them right there where they're at. Strengthen them right there where they're at. Encourage them, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. God, let this today be a tipping point, a turning around in their life for the better, for the good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: And I add my prayers to Pastor David's prayers, knowing that there is no distance in prayer. And right now, my dear friend, even as you're watching this podcast in the name of Jesus or listening to this podcast, for that matter, I pray over you. I take authority over that which has come against your life, you foul, tormenting, demonic spirit, whatever it is, I come against it in the name of Jesus. I pray for you to be healed in your body, healed in your marriage, in your ministry, in your business, in your job, in your emotions, in every area, in your finances, in every area of your life. And I command Satan to take his hands off of your life in the authority of Jesus' name. Now, let your faith go and believe with Pastor David. Believe with me. For God is a good God. And like he said, something good is going to happen to you. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Pastor David Blunt, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. We love you, Richard. Thank you so much. And my love to Kim and all the family. And thanks to you for watching Expect a Miracle Podcast with Richard Roberts. I'll see you next time with another tremendous guest. God bless you. And remember, God is the God of a second chance. To order Oral's The Miracle of Seed Faith book that Richard and Pastor Blunt talked about, just go to oralroberts.com/bookstore. In this classic timeless book, Oral shares the three biblical principles of seed time and harvest and how you can begin to expect miracles in your life. Go to oralroberts.com/bookstore to order your copy today. And if you need prayer, go to oralroberts.com/prayer or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777. We believe God wants you healed and whole in all areas of your life.